Hello and welcome to another episode of Hey Let's Talk About with your favorite podcast host, Jenny Bentley. And um, today I just wanted to talk about um, a conversation that I had with my friend uh, last night as he was dropping off my book that I forgot when I was going to class. It all started when, um, well, we're on the same bus, and that's actually how we ended up meeting. And, well, let's just say that he picked up a fruit. <laughs> it's, like, really weird orange, but we, we didn't know it at the time. But he picked up this orange, like, from the trash can, like, that was sitting on the rim of it, um, at the bus stop that we were at. And he was, like, messing around with it on the bus, and, um... There's like a few other ladies that were like sitting on the bus as well and they were, you know, wondering what it was and he was like, oh yeah, I found it on top of a trash can. Now, I just thought it was really weird because I saw that same exact fruit, but I mean, just like you wouldn't pick up candy off of the side of a road and it's packaged, you don't eat it. Same thing kind of applied to this, you know, suspicious looking fruit. Like why would someone just set it on the trash can lid instead of just you know throwing it away in the trash can anyway i thought it would make a funny like video so um i was like hey would you like record yourself cutting it open and taking a taste test of it like what it tasted like or whatever so i got his number and that's how we ended up becoming friends i swear i'm always becoming friends with people in the most random ways but um it was actually last spring that this happened so um, we had talked and one of my advices that I had given him was just like, you know, he's never had any relationship experience and my advice for him was, well, how do you not know what you are going to get until you try it? And it wasn't exactly like he didn't have girls that liked him it was more of the sense that he didn't see any point in it and my advice that I gave him at the time was well you really don't know who you're gonna meet and how something could turn out like you could be passing up opportunities with someone and in a different alternate reality that could be the person you end up you know marrying this could be or a really good girlfriend or someone that you end up really really liking and could potentially fall in love with you never know and um it was over the summer that he texted me and he told me that he actually took my advice and he started dating this girl that was his friend for a long time and then they started dating and they've kept on dating. And I think that is absolutely amazing that someone took my advice. And again, we've only met one other time on the bus when I got his phone number. And this was us just like hanging out, getting food. And he was cooking and I was just chilling and we were just talking. And I thought that was really cool that somehow someone thought my advice resonated with them. And he went for it. And now he's super happy, super in love. And that's... I still can't believe it to this day. So we had one of those other talks just yesterday because 
I saw him on the bus and he normally isn't on at this time. So I um, didn't think anything of it, but I was really in my head that particular morning, just still reeling from my own personal issues and not really focused on if I had a friend that was just, you know, going on the same bus as me. So I, he kept walking in the same direction as me and I noticed and I let him catch up to me and, you know, we said hi and, you know, he caught up and gave me his, you know, life updates really. And I told him that I was going through a breakup, you know, it's hard. And, and I will say that for relationships, I think that the hardest moments is just the first month and because there's just so many emotions up in the air and then they come at such different times like you could be studying and bam you get a you just remember a memory from that time that you were with them and it just kind of overwhelms you kind of drowns you in it you could be anywhere it doesn't really matter it could be I could be in my room or I could be walking to class I could be in the middle of class and my mind just kind of betrays me and you just don't know it's so sporadic and it's up or down and I will say that it's so hard being in that stage of letting go and I think that for anyone who has been through a breakup the hardest really is just getting used to having a routine without them again you know texting them or sending them funny videos or just talking to them and hanging out with them because whether you like it or not that ends up happening when you're with a person you want to make time for them and you do and your schedule starts to become a mesh of when they're available and you're available and when that's gone, you have to readjust and it's hard and it becomes difficult trying to get back to the life that you had before you even met them. And I hadn't talked to my friend in a while and I was kind of still in a vulnerable place and I cried. It was, it was hard. It was, it was difficult to, you know, suppress and from this breakup, I have been talking with, you know, my friends and my family, people that are close to me and my therapist and all of these other people that I do have in my life to help me support myself in this process. And I got to thinking about that whole development with guys and their maturity versus girls. And it's so different the way girls handle breakups versus guys. And... It, it's just really interesting how that works. I mean, a girl, she's processing everything. Grief, denial, anger, negotiations, sadness, confusion, anger. And what I've learned in my psychology classes is that grief is not linear. And just because you moved on from one stage to another does not mean that you do go back to a previous stage that you already were in. And that doesn't mean that it is regression at all because grief is a process and it's not going to be linear. It's from what I've learned so far, even in just this 
experience alone, even though I already knew these things, it's so much different now knowing that it's okay to not be okay. Whether I'll be okay for one day, it's like when I'm really happy, classes are going good, I was able to be productive and get a lot of things done. And then the next, I wake up in the morning and emotions are everywhere. And it's, you know, that loss and that grief because that's what it is. And I had to realize that you have to be forgiving in your process. You can't expect to just be better all of a sudden because it's going to take some time. And breakups are hard. They just are because if they weren't, then that means you really didn't care about them. And with girls, it's just we let everything out all at once and we're pretty much an emotional wreck at least for the most part even if it we don't show it of course behind closed doors I would say it's a lot different and then with guys it's as if the breakup is more of a prison break you see it as freedom as getting your time back to yourself getting to do what you want to do you don't have to be attached to anyone anymore. Talk about things. Go about your day and do what you want to do, etc., etc. And those emotions, those feelings that girls feel right off the bat don't ever really surface. Or if they do, it's a lot later in their life. I mean, I've gotten texts of apologies from guys over something like this a year after it has already happened or more than a year after that and I'm thinking like it's just so strange you like why I've moved on from this you know it's been a year 12 months that's a long time and then you feel the need to snapchat me or text me and say I'm sorry and it just kind of already goes to show how different the process is for guys. I just think that suppressing those emotions, that's what they do. And if they don't feel it, then it's really just not on their radar to even process those things. I mean, it's why mental health has been such a long time coming in terms of talking about it and dealing with it and admitting that it exists. Because for the longest time, you know, history and people, their ideas of health meant if we don't see anything physically, visually wrong with you, then you're fine. You know, if you're not, don't, don't have a broken bone or if you didn't skin your knee, then you're okay. But we've gotten into the 21st century and depression, anxiety, and feelings of isolations and feelings of missing out is so rampant. It is so, so prevalent that we have to have to start addressing those things because just because you don't see it does not mean that it isn't real. And that is still something I think guys are still coming around to notice and deal with it. And it becomes almost like a clash of what is considered masculine. And because you, you associate feelings and emotions with vulnerability. And vulnerability doesn't make you weaker. It makes you stronger. It, it makes you be truly in touch with who you are and where you're at, how you feel. My ex was, there never really was anything going on 
in his head, if it wasn't about school, it was a very one-track-minded person. You know, when you're in school, you're in school. When you're studying, you're studying. And on on his off hours, it was very nothing really up there in terms of substance with thought the way my brain at least works and it's interesting to see how he's handling that himself because suppressing of emotions is just so different it's different for everyone now suppression of emotions is doesn't necessarily mean you're denying yourself because in denial it's still recognizing that you did go so did go through something that did hurt because you're acknowledging that that something happened to you but the denial part comes in with how it affected you and i remember when i was talking to my friend in the car when we were just having one of our catch-up talks that i mentioned how what we mean by immaturity, it's really the emotional part that us women see as the big difference. I mean, scientifically, women are more mature quicker than guys, which, in my opinion, doesn't make any sense because we're the ones with the eggs and the guys should be the ones who are more mature because we have a timeline. So it would help us out, I guess, a little to figure out, you know, having the emotional advantage it would be nice for it to go to a guy since you know we have to worry about that <laughs> but it's just guys are so focused on the career aspect of their maturity you know going to classes so they get a good degree so they get a good job so they have a good house so they can have a good income etc or they go to the gym so they can work out and have a good body and so they're healthy and they eat healthy but the part that i notice that guys lack a lot in is their emotional journey and their emotional health in terms of growing and stretching that guys are so used to lifting heavier and heavier weights and taking harder classes and getting good grades and studying but they're not willing to put into the work that it takes to be a bigger emotional person and that's the part that is the most applicable to being a partner in a relationship because you could be really rich and you could have a great career, great house, great income. And materialistically, you have a well-off life. And your career is good. You maybe could be up for a promotion somehow, whatever. But the reason those guys might stay single is because of their emotional intelligence. Their awareness to be sensitive to situations. To clue into their partner's needs and wants and how to best approach that situation and it's not saying that guys can't do it it's just guys don't prioritize that as something they need to work on and that is so fixable as soon as you find out that that is something that is important to you and something that is important to the well-being of not just you but the relationships that you're in and that means all types not just romantic this means your friends this means your family these things are important to grow because if you're emotionally stifled it's not going to benefit you anything that you do to help yourself is work and i remember i told that to my friend is that you are very focused and you have a good set of goals you want to make for yourself 
good career, good job. But what about who you are as a person? Because that also takes work. Being a partner does take work. Being in a relationship does take time and energy and effort to put yourself forward and to continue to do that as a commitment. And that's a choice. Being in love, that feeling of love and admiration towards a person, like, wow, they're so attractive or they're such an amazing person. They're so pretty and I'm so thankful. Those are feelings. And you can't rely on your feelings to be something to be there forever and let that be the determinant for staying with a person in a relationship. It's so different getting into one and then keeping it and maintaining it. Buying a plan is easy, but keeping that thing alive is a lot different. You have to water it. You have to give it correct soil. All those types of things are also applicable and relevant with a relationship. Just because you attain someone doesn't mean you have any right to keep them. Because that's what people are. That's what the freedom of choice and the freedom of free will is. That's what it embodies. Is because love is not just a feeling. It's also a choice. And I think that so few people grasp that idea when entering a relationship. Or haven't even figured that out. That it is one of the crucial elements that understanding it kind of makes or break a relationship at some point down the line because a feeling is fleeting just like happiness happiness is fleeting you could be happy that you got a free cookie at an organization as you pass by outside or you could be happy that you found out about a new episode coming out on your show or a movie is coming out soon and you want to see it so it makes you happy those things are temporary they're very short-term examples of feeling good you can't possibly say that that is a sustainable long-term circumstance that a foundation of a relationship can lean on because it can't some days you may really not like them they could really tick you off or annoy you or sometimes you're having a bad day and you can't put forth all that effort that you normally would when you're a hundred percent and you got good rest and you're sleeping well and life is good because what determines a relationship is when times get tough what do you do how do you respond that shows who you are as a person and how you respond and treat your partner is the also showing who you are as a partner and a person because everyone can say if we all had a perfect day and a perfect life and a perfect world of course we'd be happy like how couldn't we but it's when times get tough that really determine what we're made of. Sunshine soldier. It's when things are hunky-dory and you're all great and you're fine. But what about when your partner goes through some things? They go through a loss or they go through struggle. Or they lose a job or they're failing in their classes. And they need help or they're depressed or whatever the case may be. Eventually, you're going to see that person in something that is not so hunky-dory. That isn't so happy. And that's when you get to see what they're really made of, how they respond, how they feel, and how they act. And a lot of the times I realize that love is a choice. Because when those things happen, it's at that moment that you decide to love or to not love that person. It's your choice to continue to love them 
and continue to be there for them in the loving, supporting behavior that it takes to keep a partner. Because the time that you've had is going to keep changing. It's going to keep growing. And you're going to change. And you're going to grow. And they're going to change. And they're going to grow in the relationship. And that itself is kind of cool. You could date someone and be completely changing and growing. But you're together and you're doing it together. It's not alone. It's a it. Your life ends up becoming what in some senses that's the beauty of a relationship is no your struggles are no longer yours they're also theirs because they want to be there for you and they want to make you happy and they want to make the one they want to be the one that makes you smile they want to be the one that makes you laugh they want to be there for you when times get tough and sometimes it's not easy to show love when you're having a hard time and sometimes it's hard to continue to do that when you're in a tough spot but that's what love is. Love is a choice. Choosing that person every day to continue to commit to loving them. And this Netflix movie is called Set It Up. I absolutely love it. To me, it's become a rom-com classic for myself. And it's a Netflix movie. But every time I watch it, it just brings me joy. And there's this part in the movie where the main character, her friend, is getting married. And she does a little speech at their engagement party or wedding shower and she said that her mother or grandmother gave her advice that you like because and you love despite and i've carried that little quote with me ever since i saw this movie for the first time because it is so true you like someone because of what they offer you what they bring to the table, what their potential is, what their value is, what job they have that they can provide for you, etc., etc. Or they have a great personality, they have great looks, and they're really pretty and they're very attractive. But you love someone despite the things that you don't like about a person. You love someone despite that sometimes their overorganization can come off as rigid. You love someone because their reliability can sometimes seem unspontaneous. Or you love someone despite the fact that sometimes they don't want to go out and you do. Or you love someone despite the quirky little habits that they may have. Love is seeing those things, accepting those things, and continuing because you see the good in them. And that is worth way more than the bad or what is considered unattractive about them because they have so many more qualities that you do love about them, that you do see in them. And that's real love. That's And then the choice to continue to love them is a commitment. And that's what it becomes. That's what a relationship. It goes from being a long-term relationship to something more to where you can wake up in the day and know that they're there for you. And I think that in our dating scene, in our dating life, especially now, we don't even try to nurture that. And we get into a relationship, and sometimes you're not even thinking like that. And that's kind of sad to think that we've, as people in a culture where we have the most advanced technology than ever to date we're making strides in human progress and yet 
our connections and our emotional intelligence to me is deteriorating in all on all fronts because i know that when you're with someone that is a choice and that you continue to do that until or when and that's something that i was encouraging my friend to look at is that love is a choice and continuing to love them as a choice because of their doubts that they were having with the feelings that they were maybe looking at other girls in terms of like lust but they wouldn't actually act on that because they know what's right and they know what's wrong but it's coming back to the fact that love ends up being a choice just like you choose to get up and go to work you choose to go up and go to class wash your face brush your teeth you know wear good clothes go to the gym eat right go to sleep get a good sleep schedule it becomes a choice it becomes something that a feeling could never do because if we all just relied on our feelings i would say that we probably wouldn't be in the best state because it's true you could be angry and do something impulsive and or you could you know be high on some type of situation where like maybe you're winning a bunch of money in poker or something and then you just keep going and going and going because you feel those feelings of winning it feels good until you lose everything if we all relied on our feelings life would be a lot worse than what it is now but we have to keep remembering that every single thing that we do is a choice and life is hard life is work it's tough and the best thing that you can do is do the next right thing which is what i've been telling myself pretty much every day keep doing the next right thing take one day at a time and choose your heart everything's work everything's difficult everything takes energy everything waking up doing nothing or doing something all of it does take work there is no easy shortcut to a good life and there's no fix solution that works overnight things take time all good things do take time and it's much as a, a cliche as that sounds it's just true otherwise it wouldn't be a cliche but the beauty about life is that we get to choose what we decide to work on we get to choose our hard we get to choose the work we get to do and it's time that we all start figuring out and prioritizing what that is to us what do we prioritize i know this sounds super weird but one of the lyrics in Taylor Swift's song, Bejeweled, is it only works if you're in their top five. And it's absolutely true. When you don't prioritize something, it doesn't become important to you. Because as humans, we, of course, are just going to care about what we want to do and do that in order. And I think that's so applicable for men because if they wanted to, they would. If they want a person if they care about the person they would do these things they would continue to love each other and they would continue to be there for you and they will continue to love you and that applies for a lot of things because one thing i will say about guys is most of the time they do understand that their time is precious and they won't waste it on something that isn't important to them 
So that should apply to everyone, figuring out what is important to them and prioritize top five. What is it that you want more than anything? And another way I told my friend to look at it is if that, if you lost that, how badly would that affect you? And if it affects you really deeply, then that means they're pretty important to you or that thing is very important to you. I think that once we start to prioritize things, put it in a list, write it down, figure out what we want, it'll make our choices so much so much more clear. We wouldn't have to be overthinking or have to overanalyze situations because we already have done the work <laughs> and figured out that certain things are more important than the other. And this may be just like one long tangent, but that's kind of what I'm known for. But it's so true. Loving people is a choice. Life is hard, so choose that hard. Because what you care about should be your priority over anything else. Because it's your life. And choosing someone and loving someone and doing the work that you need to is a beautiful thing. And I think that's so incredible to and comforting to know that your love for someone isn't fleeting. It is it doesn't rely on something so short as a feeling. But you know that every single day that they choose you. Every single day you choose them. That to me is so beautiful. Because after everything that you've gone through and been through with that person, they love you despite. Anyways, well, that's it for today, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!